What up? It's your boy Chingo Bling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before we get into the show, quick reminder, I'm a stand-up comedian and the Legalized Freedom Tour starts now. We're headed to Raleigh, North Carolina, February 27th, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, Naples, Florida, March 16th through the 17th. So many more cities, so many more dates. Hit up the website, ChingoBling.com. While you're there, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash RedPillThemiles so that you can support the show direct. That's right. You'll get access to all the episodes, the full enchilada, and of course, the popping ass chat room in the Discord. How much better does it get than supporting free speech, supporting direct? It's just you and us. Ain't no middleman. But if I would believe it, patreon.com forward slash red pill for the price of a cup of coffee. You can join the community and help us out. Keep the show going and growing. You know what I'm talking about? Without further ado, let's get into the show. You are entering the RPT season number 12, episode 134. Man, I don't know if we're the most controversial, the most censored, the most hated. We're up there. The most plagiarized. We're putting, uh, putting thorns in their sides. Da-da-da-da. Man, I mean, damn. I know we on somebody's shit list. Uh, it is Wednesday, 23rd of February. Year of our Lord, 2022. We're about to make fun of all the crazy stuff that's going on. Scary stuff, important stuff. The stakes are high. I did a podcast the other day where I was a guest. Uh, it's it's called um, This and So Much More, right? It's a, it's a couple. Actually, uh, Roly, who designed uh, pretty much 99% of the Legalized Freedom Tour merch, which kicks off how many days from now? Uh, like this six, weekend yeah this weekend this sunday this this sunday but the we, merch is available right now yeah you can get the merch right now shout out to roly he designed he designed all this stuff uh you see the truck on there baby this the convoy you know what i'm saying you see the honk honk they're trying to say honk honk stands for how hitler <laughs> no they're not yeah this yeah people in canada the bots oh and shit God. they're trying to basically if you're for freedom you're a fucking nazi that's a, that's how they're trying to frame everything but anyway i was a guest on the podcast and of course like midway through Somehow politics comes up. Okay, I forget how. Oh, it wasn't a politics-driven show. No, no, it oh. was. It was just like, yo, you know, your family's from the same part of Mexico. My family's from, and like, yo, how'd you get into the music business? And and uh, they record over like in the Edgebrook area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I used to live over here. This is where we shot the MTV thing, and so it was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Juan Perez uh, w- was still in town. He went with me, but anyway, politics came up, and I had already told myself, I was like, Chingo. Anytime you're a guest on a podcast, like whether it's like the Ghetto Boys Reloaded or, or, or this and so much more, whatever it is, if politics comes up, maybe just have a quick elevator pitch in terms of like, I know people think I'm crazy, uh, but once you dig deeper, you know, it's, it's pretty entertaining stuff. Check out my podcast, Red Pill Tamales. Um, go just binge that, get an inside perspective. And it's too hard to try to explain and peel away the layers and and reframe things and let people know that like reality's subjective and you know the media be lying and they're signing you opinions. Yeah, their opinions get assigned and and context matters. Look at how they framed Little Boosie. Look how they framed the baby. Look at how they framed Nicki Minaj. Like it's fascinating stuff, right? Politics aside. But I didn't go with that quick answer. Oh. 
I didn't go with the just check out my podcast. <laughs> you know, opinions get assigned. The media be the media be lying. Look how they trying to frame Joe Rogan. No, I, I didn't do that. I was just like, well. Now that you set it up, what did they ask that got you into talking about politics? Well, I don't recall that part. I I really don't remember how we got into the subject. It might have been like, so you have a couple podcasts. Tell us about that. It might have been something like mm. that, or or I can't remember what it was. So what you going on? I went in on like, look here, man. Nancy Pelosi <laughs> is an evil woman, and you know, it, it's and I just started getting into like, look, y'all, the stakes are high. Like, let me just hurry up and just like, it's like taking information through a fucking. It's fire, like a fire hydrant. Fire hydrant. It was fire hydrant. I'm just like, and you just kind of like, uh, what's the word? You get the not the body language, but you start to like catch yourself. Like, okay, I've been going for like three minutes straight. Yeah. And they're just kind of looking at me like, we don't know who the fuck Nancy Pelosi is. <laughs> but anyway, uh. Everyone tuning in right now, I know y'all are starting to pay attention to like, okay, what, what, what is going on? Like, why is it in one county you can be free and breathe fresh air? And why, like, in so many other cities and states, they still trying to mask your children for eight hours a day? And a lot of new studies are coming out about the babies that are in daycare for like 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? They rarely see an unmasked adult. Right. Right. That's like half of your communication. And that's a big part of development for an infant. They're seeing a masked person. They're growing up in this dystopian, weird, weird times, strange times where like, well, it's because, you know, the CDC, which, you know, they haven't released all the data and, you know, Big Pharma and, you know, Governor Newsom and just like politicians. And well, my county, you see the way my county works. And it's like the luck of the fucking draw. Your kid can either be developmentally retarded can we use that word sure it's been slowed right their development can be slowed and retarded um you know don't get triggered (laughs) y'all i know we barely in the first intro we haven't even read off my tour dates (laughs) we haven't even told you that you could become a premium member and a member and an agent of the thea the tamal intelligence agency the last bastion of hope. The only intelligence agency I respect. Damn, son. Damn. Uh, that's when you sign up at patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales. All the patrons uh, are basically, man, they're signing up for the monthly subscription. They become members. They pledge a monthly amount. And they directly support the growth of the podcast. Why is direct support important? Because Google owns YouTube. We upload to YouTube. We have guests on our show. Sometimes our guests have opinions and say things. Like you could say the word uh, trompas and you could say, you know, one, you know, kind of like the number, but maybe spelled with a W-O-N. You could say that word. You could say that word. But you bet not say them back to back (laughs) on our platform. And the stakes are high. Because what happens when you do? You get your episode gets taken down. It sure does. You get censored. And thankfully, thank you, uh, big tech Silicon Valley oligarchs. Silicon Valley liberals were very kind to only give us a warning mm. on our channel. This is my second YouTube channel. Uh, they issued a warning. This is not a strike. Ah. But beware, tread lightly. You bet not be on here saying the word trompas and then the number one back to back real close to each other. Uh, and that is why... We want to mitigate our dependence upon these big platforms. We're having to work around the censors. We're having to like, we can't say certain things. The Discord chat, 
I don't know if, if people monitor, you know, I don't know, big tech, ain't nothing safe. Privacy is a wrap. The future we're headed to, the World Economic Forum, Build Back Better. By the way, Joe Rogan, catch up, because we've been talking about this. Yeah, right. And I saw his mind blown. Did you see that most recent episode? No. Which one? I mean, there's a couple of really good ones that, I'm, that are in the queue. This one here has been going viral. My, Majid Nawaz. Oh, the former extremist? Yeah. <laughs> Boy... There was a technical glitch and Rogan's episode got taken down on Spotify. What? It was a technical glitch. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> technical glitch. Was the whole episode uh, still up when it came back up? It came back up. It came back up. I wonder but, what's uh, missing in the middle of it. Yeah, I don't know. But um, there's some alarming stuff. And I saw Rogan's mind being blown when Homeboy's telling him about Klaus Schwab, World, World Economic Forum. But basically what these uh, a lot of these politicians are trying to do is like hey man we're gonna go back to normal just put this app on your phone join this checkpoint charlie society we about to surveil the shit out of you um you know meanwhile they're trying to like negotiate the first amendment and talk about well you know is that violent speech and can you can you criticize aoc you know are you allowed to say those things and is that considered violent speech is that hate speech is that this kind of speech is that approved speech is that misinformation which is what we got hit with that is why patreon.com forward slash red pill tamales is the only way that we can make sure that you guys stay in the loop, support the show. We still are able to say what we want to say. Join the Discord. Hell get yeah. full access. Uh, give out your tour dates before we start talking about some of today's topics and more about this uh, YouTube video getting taken down and, and the censorship and how we try to beat all that. First show, I'm finally getting back on the road, man. As y'all know, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm getting ready, bro. I'm going over my notes. I love it. I'm listening to old recordings. I've got a lot of ideas I want to flesh out. We hit Raleigh, North Carolina first. That is February 27th. This show has been a reschedule from the reschedule from the reschedule. We finally get to do it. This Sunday. This Sunday, Raleigh, North Carolina at Goodnight's Comedy Club. And then, boom, McAllen, Texas, March 5th, which that day I'm going to record an episode. I will be a guest on Rock and Roll James. Hmm excuse me podcast i'm over here burping up breakfast uh rock and roll james shout out to rock and roll james uh he's a patriot he'd be out there in the valley representing talking shit i think raymond orta is going to join us mccallum texas march 5th naples florida march 16th through the 17th west palm beach florida april 3rd tacoma washington april 7th nashville april 14th corpus christi may 5th through the 7th Honk, honk. Arlington, Texas, May 12th through the 15th. Good old beautiful DFW. New Braunfels, Texas, May 20th through the 22nd. That is right over there. Central Texas near, you know, Joe Rogan, Tony Hinchcliffe. Everybody lives over there. Tom Segura. Uh, let's just say invitations went out. We do not know <laughs> what special guests may or may not be showing up. Uh, we also have Abilene, Lubbock, Bryan, San Angelo, Odessa, Austin, Albuquerque, El Paso, Irvine, Ontario. Denver. Oh, Denver. Denver. I might eat a little bit more shrooms this time, bro. I'm not going to be a little bitch. That's what I'm saying. I might end up in the shower crying. Oklahoma City, July 28th. Chicago. Can't wait to go to Chicago, August 4th. And of course, Phoenix, San Jose, Brea, Oxnard, San Antonio, Addison. And we're working on Salt Lake, Vegas, and Houston. All the information, all ticket links, more details, chingobling.com. Sass. All right, before we get into some of these topics, I'm going to hit you with a a curveball here. Have you ever sneezed so hard that you strain your voice what what no i never heard of that 
So last night, we, uh, Dawn and I go just to have a meal to celebrate, like a work thing of hers that she accomplished. That's and great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, we were sitting on a patio because it was cool last night. It was like in its 70s, like it is today before it gets back into the 40s tomorrow and the day after. So we're driving home. We'd been sitting on the patio for like an hour and a half. And I got in the car and I just I sneezed. I had a tickle on my nose and I sneezed super hard and I could immediately feel like it, when it happens, you know, you kind of clear your throat <clears throat> and your, your vocal cords feel kind of strained and then it clears up. From Sugar, from like where we were to the house, like 10 minutes later, by the time I couldn't talk, I couldn't say a word. I was freaking out. I was like, I've lost my voice completely. This boy is known for his voice. This is the voice of the streets. This is true. This boy be serenading. This women. is true. So I started freaking out. Don was like, relax. Let me make you a hot toddy. She's like, relax. I know it's your identity. <laughs> yeah, she did. She was like, no, you, we got to take care of this. Don't say a word. So I was trying to talk and she's like, don't say a word. And I would answer her. She said, I'm not going to tell you again. Don't talk. It got, it got real intimate. She's like, Shut up. Yeah, she was she, like... She put a hand on your mouth. Shut you. Shush. If you want... Shush your mouth. If you want any, you better hush. She's like, you better shush before I shush it for you. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so she was threatening me legitimately to not talk. So for the next like two hours, we just sat on the couch. It was like 8.30. Sat on the couch, watched Seinfeld in silence while I was sipping on this hot toddy with like lemon and whiskey and something else. By like 10.30 when we laid down, I could actually say something. I was like, all right, feels better. I was clearing my throat. And then I woke up and I was like, all right, it feels like 60% better. And then like I had just some water and hot water and some other shit this morning. And by the time I left, I was like, oh, okay. It felt about 85, 90%. But it was weird because then I started Googling that situation. Like if you ever try to stop your sneeze. Fuck that. I don't ever do that. You've never done that? You do that? I do, but it's inadvertent. Because oh. you don't want to be like super fucking loud, right? You, you're scared to fart. That's what it is. I <laughs> just... <laughs> I've definitely started trying to hold a sneeze. (laughs) Don't hold your sneezes, people. What happens also, apparently, is that you can rupture a vocal cord. Fuck. If you try to, so if you go, and you do that, you could rupture a vocal cord. So is that how you sneezed? (laughs) No, I just literally, but I just, it was like, you know? You let it out. I just let it out. But it was like a man. Like a super, like an alpha. Like a free, like red-blooded patriot man. That's right. Like a model. Like right there, like an alpha, right? Uh-huh. Well, then I couldn't talk after that because I sneezed so loud. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that you about 90% back. Yeah, for sure. It was scary. It was crazy. About 90% back. Yeah, I know you panicked. I did. You're I like, straight This up is my fucking identity. <laughs> I talk for a living. And then this morning- I'm so, known for my voice. In the Discord, people were saying something about my voice and I, I screenshot it and I was like, look, I, I can't let the people down. Like everyone knows <laughs> and that's my thing. Everybody knows I'm really good at talking. <laughs> anyway, back to the podcast. Yeah, so here are some of the topics, man. There's so much going on. Um, Canada. <laughs> Why'd you put Canada? I don't know. Uh, China, their government turns on its own people. If you are not paying attention to Canada, I feel sorry for your mother. You got to be paying attention to Canada right now. Uh, Quebec starts dropping mandates along with the UK. The UK has Boris Johnson is worried about his political career and right now, the UK is more free than the US. So if you were ever thinking about, hey, if tyranny comes to America, which, mm-hmm, uh, where you gonna go? <clears throat> it's looking like motherfucking UK. Uh, former Joy Reid guest and BLM activist arrested for attempted murder of Louisville, a uh, Jewish mayor, mayoral yes, candidate, yes. Craig Greenberg. And this gentleman, the, the assailant, was bailed out by BLM. How convenient. How convenient. How convenient that he has bail and bond. Uh, Two days later, under yeah. house arrest. And they can, they can crowdfund? Mm-hmm. They're able to crowdsource and crowdfund? Oh, yeah. Nobody frees their bank accounts? Mm-mm. Like how they did Mike Lindell? Why would they? Do you know Jeffrey Epstein never had his bank accounts frozen? I did not know that, actually. Well, ain't that a bitch. Uh, students at the University of Reno, Nevada, 
They're so fucking brave. They protested on Monday to bring back the masks. I can't wait. It's a 10-second clip, but it's the best clip of the Did week. it smell like soy out there? It smelled like patchouli and, and hairy armpits. Did they have uh, communist flags and shit flying around? I wouldn't doubt it. Such weirdos. Govern me harder, daddy. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse is back for everyone that slandered and defamed his name. He's back. Dressed in all black. He got he got a whole bunch of man, I heard he had no rest in peace, Johnny Cochran. No, Johnny Cochran is not on his legal staff. But Kyle Rittenhouse got a whole squad of lawyers. And he coming after Whoopi, athletes, and networks. Anybody that spoke down on the on the big Kyle. The way he said Whoopi sounded like Alfonso. Whoopi? Who's Alfonso? Uh Blunt. Oh, that's a problem. <laughs> uh sports reporter Michelle Tafoya leaves NBC. What is that about? Have you seen that? So you haven't seen it? Her on Tucker? Mm-mm. Okay, I got to play it for you because it's another whoopee kind of thing and the view and the whole... I don't even want to ruin it I'm gonna because you have no idea what to expect from it, so I'm going to play it later on the show and see what you think. For sure. Um, Meanwhile, you got your own topics today. No, just, just like two things, uh, which was the UK ends all mandates. Of course, Canada, China, that's... <laughs> that's the big story, and you have that as number one. China? China. Yeah, call it China. Um, and also the CDC is, uh, I don't know what the word is. They're kind of, they're getting exposed for like not releasing data on, is it about the jab, the medicine? Yeah. 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 18 to 49 from ages 18 to 49. They, you know, it's inconclusive. They don't want to put it out yet. We've had two years of data, but every time the New York times would, uh, report on it, they would show like a map and they'd be like, see, look at the data. And it's like, well, where's the link? Like, where, why can't I click? Why can't I see it? Taxpayers funded these studies. We should have access to the raw data and be able to see it. But of course, they treat us like imbeciles over here. They, they treat us like children. They infantilize. Is that the word? I don't know if that's the word because, you know, I'm Mexican-American and we tend to be the last ones to pay attention to any of this. Yeah, it's kind of, it's a bummer. It's really sad because like right now you and I are having this podcast, we're talking about these important things, but then we all know like friends and family who are going about their lives, which you should, uh, but completely oblivious. Like they're just, they're pumping gas, you know, they're expensive ass gas and they're loading up their expensive ass groceries in their cart, not knowing a single thing about what's going on. And does a part of you ever feel like, I'm a little envious of that? Because I remember people always saying like, uh, ignorance is bliss, but I could never hop on that train though. I think maybe back when Obama was in charge, I might have been in the uh, oblivious boat. I didn't really see like what the problem was with some of this stuff because you know, it, I guess we didn't have access to a lot of uh, you know podcasts and Twitter accounts and things like that. But on the same note of what you just said about like the normies out there that don't listen to RPT. You know, the raza that has their head in the motherfucking dirt like an ostrich. And maybe they're too busy working and shit. Orale, both sides are corrupt. Sabes que, homie? (laughs) Sabes que, homie? You're a sellout, big dog. Hey, fool, what's your pronouns, fool? What are your pronouns, fool? I'm he, him, vato. Hey, check it out, big dog. Don't misgender me, big dog. Don't misgender me, big dog. Where's your mask, homie? Where you from, big dog? You from a red state or what, big dog? You from a red state or what, fool? I'm full fool. Let me see how high your socks are, fool. I could tell you don't wear a mask. You're part of the Freedom Convoy, big dog. So let me remind you, Goofies. Uh, A tweet from Mike Cernovich. He says, in 2016, I voted for the man who sanctioned Russia, the orange man. Sure. In 2020, over 81 million Americans, all you Goofies, 
voted for the man who gave Putin Nord Stream 2, which is their pipeline. This man right here hooked up Putin, you know, you know, corn pop, 10% for the big guy, hooked up Putin. Now, he did this while cutting the U.S. ability to have pipelines, a.k.a. corn pop shut down the Keystone. Uh, don't, uh, and then Cernovich goes on to say, don't call me pro-Putin. It's y'all Democrats and never Trumpers who voted for this. I'm sure that'll be fact-checked by bots. Uh, some dude in Malaysia with 35 cell phones hooked up to a wall. Um, and check this out. Uh, Benny Johnson, if you don't follow Benny Johnson on Twitter, he posted this uh, nice little compilation clip of Klaus Schwab. And his caption is, this is the issue right here. I retweeted and said, sadly, Mexican-Americans are going to be the very last ones on earth mm, to mm, ever mm. realize it because they watch too much Univision, too much CNN and, and Jorge Ramos. Let's, let, let's roll the tape. The younger generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, half of this government, are uh, actually young nobles of the world grateful. We penetrate the cabinets. The change is not just happening. The change can be shaped by us. We have to prepare for a more angry world. How to prepare? Take the necessary action to create a fairer world. I see the need for a great reset. So people assume we are just going back to the good old world which we had and everything will be normal again. This is sad. It's kind of hard to understand because his accent. It's, yeah. But in essence, sorry about that, guys. Uh, but in essence. Oh, everybody listens knows his fucking accent, though. Yeah, Klaus Schwab. Um, in essence, here's what's happening. There are different di- pro- points. Of, uh, what is it? Divergent points. I mean, you have all these different parties. Obviously, you have the CCP and what they aim to gain from this debacle. Um, this gentleman in the World Economic Forum. You have Blackstone and BlackRock. The society we're headed towards is like checkpoints galore, no privacy, tons of surveillance, more censorship, half y'all going to be plugged in the metaverse. Meanwhile, Blackstone and BlackRock are buying up all the single family homes. They want you to be a renter forever. You know, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Um, Eating meat will be considered racist and white supremacist. Go ahead and live in your little pod. That looks like the uh, Super Bowl halftime. <laughs> Them little FEMA houses. Oh, I did. I sent that to you, didn't it? Yeah, Rob sent that to me. So it's, you're going to live in your little FEMA house. You're going to eat your cricket paste, your insect protein, eat your soy. You will own nothing because they will strip you of your assets. Um, if you, all your, all your transactions will be monitored. Including your crypto. Crypto included. Uh, bank accounts can be frozen. If you go against the regime... If you donate to an unsavory group, like let's just say freedom-loving truckers, <laughs> you freedom trucker, mother trucker, if you donate a little bit of crypto to the freedom-loving convoy, you will be considered a money laundering, uh, aiding in the betting of terrorist groups, you know, because they've already been framed by the media. They, the media planted one fucking swastika. Now all these people are like, Trudeau was right. <laughs> Gave up our liberties. There's a term that I just learned earlier this week. Uh, learned helplessness. Have Allah, you, madre. Have you ever heard this? Hell no. So it's really, it, it goes with what we're talking about right now. So learned helplessness in uh, psychology is a mental state in which an organism forced to bear av- uh, aversive stimuli or stimuli that are painful or otherwise unpleasant 
becomes unable or unwilling to avoid subsequent encounters with those stimuli, even if they are uh, escapable, presumably because it is learned that it, that it cannot. So in other words, in layman's terms, one cannot break through that fog unless they feel like there's hope on the other side. Otherwise, that learned helplessness just becomes like we live in this, this tyranny or this authoritarianism is what we live in, and there's no hope of anything other than that. So the example the person... Like, like to demoralize you and break your spirit? Yeah, and to just go with the status, whatever the status quo is at the time. So one of the, the examples given was uh, before Stalin, you know, the, the people were living the lives that they were living in, and Stalin came with his message of basically, you know, the communism kind of, kind of world, mm-hmm. and they thought, because they'd never experienced it, nothing can be worse than what we're living through right now. Because they and, had tons of inflation or what was their issue and boy were they wrong though yeah they just yeah so he promised them you know all the things that you hear from people who preach communism preach and then if you'd never experienced imagine never having experienced it before or having be the first you know uh, the first point in time where communism was tried the people were like well shit nothing can be worse than the the poverty we're going through now and then you roll through communism you're like oh fuck we were wrong so learned helplessness. It was a really interesting phrase that I'd never heard. So if you take a look at Canada or even take a look at some parts of the United States, if, if there's no one else in, I guess the example I think they also tried to make was that for a lot of people, Trump was that person that offered the hope, right? Like the Democrats have ruined so many things. Like, and Tim Pool always says, you either, you, you pick the, what is it like? You pick the candidate that's that maintaining the China shop or you pick the bull that's going to run through the China shop. And he's like, well, let's just let the bull run through, see what happens. And we're looking at it. Yeah, it's one way to look at it. And it's called learned helplessness. Yeah. It, it reminds me of this um, this little barter trade that some of these world leaders try to do. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe Trudeau might be one of them. But this this guy that was on Rogan, how do you say his name? M- Majid Nawaz. Yeah. He basically was saying, he was telling, he was explaining to Rogan how what they're doing with a lot of these mandates is kind of like coercion. They'll say, sure, we'll, we'll go, we'll lift, we'll lift a lot of these restrictions, right? As soon as you adopt our system. Right. Right. And Trudeau and all these people who are part of the uh, young global leaders of world economic forum, they've all been groomed to be these little tyrants and then they get placed, you know, freaking like the Soros appointed uh, district attorneys. They get put in these positions and they all take in orders like, hey, boss, what do we do about the convoy? Let them starve. You know what I mean? Cut off their gas fuel supplies. You know, like a fucking scary movie. Like a yeah. damn, like a damn like a uh, villain. In- Inspector Gadget. The dude stroking his cat right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Love Inspector Gadget. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Klaus Schwab. Do, 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 do. So basically this um, learned helplessness is kind of like demoralize the people break them down until they agree to put this app on their phone and we adopt this, um, you know, social credit score, which is we're going to monitor everything you spend on mm-hmm. and anything that we feel is like, oh, that's gambling, that's alcohol, depending on how close to the CCP style system, you know, which is, you know, it's communism. You know, they strip you of your asset. Everything is shared property. You know, it's like it's a... Um, what do they, they call it over there? State, state-run Leninism or something. But mm. it's all freaking communism, you know? Um, very scary. And people who are on the side of, like, freedom. And now even the Canadian flag has been branded as, if you're a Canadian out there pulling up in, into your Tim Hortons or pulling up into downtown Ottawa or anywhere, and you got a Canadian flag waving, you're going to get harassed. You're going to get pulled over. And... 
I think they successfully did that here in America where a lot of people get triggered by this American flag. A lot of people get triggered. They're like, there are too many American flags. Like you fly it outside your house and it's like you damn near saying, let's go, Brandon. You know what I mean? You, it, 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 They pulled it off, bro. They have pulled it off. But it, it goes to show you too that people, you know, we, we want to think that everybody's like, we're all so equal, right? But that's just not the case. And we've heard it time and time again from psychologists and, and sociologists that will tell you that, you know, certain people's brains are just wired differently. Mm-hmm. And some people, for whatever reason, are not susceptible and will never be susceptible to a brainwashing to a degree that we're seeing right now. Just like with hypnotism, not everybody is equally exactly. susceptible. right. Real quick, uh, breaking news. Texas AG declares sex change procedures and puberty blockers for kids as child abuse under Texas law. Already. You heard that? Heard that. So that that applies to like kids under 18? Yeah. That can't, you know, this ain't California, my G. <clears throat> no, and this California, ain't, this you can ain't do it California. Your parents' consent. In California, bro, you can send your kid off to school. They got uh, trans changing closets where you can come take your little, your whatever gender clothes, your sis gender clothing that your parents dressed you in this gender clothing that's what that's how they would say it like uh i don't know if we've talked about this on a previous episode but when we saw matt wash debate on dr phil with, mm-hmm. with the trans activists do you remember when 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 he was like why do we need to call a normal regular straight male a cisgendered male mm-hmm. did you hear that no i didn't hear that so the trans people would argue that by Rob calling himself cisgendered, I mean, by Rob calling himself a male. Yeah. Biological male. Yeah. But if you call yourself biological male, you're not being inclusive of trans males, meaning a female who identifies as a male. You're excluding them as if you're the normal, regular male and they're the other kind of male. Kind of like the other other red meat, like the other meat yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like beet. That <laughs> yeah. ain't blood. That's beet juice. Um <laughs> So therefore, you have to call yourself cis male, cisgendered male, whereas she who now goes by he is a um, identifies as male as a trans male. So now you got to relabel yourself. You can't just be male. So this was their argument to Matt Walsh about why you had to? Why the term cisgendered male, like why I have to call myself cisgendered male. Everybody has to call themselves cisgendered, whatever. Did I tell you uh, about the the family friend who works with a medical group that was having this whole trans situation go down? I didn't tell you about no, this. No, please, please share. <sighs> okay, because we're on the subject, obviously. So this this family friend works for a, a large medical group and um, it, within the state of Texas, and they have one individual in their department who is is a medical. I don't want to give it away too much, but works in the medical field, right? And they're going from from her to him. Okay, they're transitioning from from her, from, her, from her to a him. Okay. Yes, and they're taking the hormones and they're going through the process and all that. And this person has has also now uh, identified as the the male, the man. So changed the name from a male a female's name to the male's name. And because of this, this person's department now is requiring him to have, in, uh, what's what's the phrase? Inclusivity meetings. What, what uh, whatever the inclusion training is. Uh-huh. You know, to make sure that everyone else in the department okay. is meeting the standards that are now within just that department. This isn't even an HR thing. HR hasn't come down and sat with everybody and told them it's it's this department head and this department is saying to, how we're gonna is appeasing this one person. Deal. Okay. Yeah, and and there's like some people are butting heads because it's it's a little strange. This person's also now making some of the patients uncomfortable with some of the things that they say and how they act in front of you know some of the just regular patients, and. Um, 
it, it's it's in it, it was an interesting conversation because we talk about it all the time, and they're they're also just I don't know the 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 he the the him he well actually and also they uh, they must go by they you can't say he or him and then what happens you get in trouble you get in trouble so what if a patient was like she came in here earlier and checked my uh, my vitals and it's like <gasps> they. You know, they probably would reprimand or some in some way bring it to the attention of the patient, but it's more so the the other nurses and uh, workers. Dude, when people, as people make such a brouhaha over this shit, like as they're as they become so difficult, mm-hmm. it's it's almost gonna fuck it up for other trans people because f- companies are not gonna want to hire trans people. They're gonna be like, nah, y'all a headache. Y'all. Well, want- you can't even say that, right? You can't even say that because that's like that's real. Yeah, that's discriminatory. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, by these trans folk making it, I guess getting so nitpicky about the pronoun and and you misgendering me, mm-hmm. and if that puts the customer, the client, the patient in a weird position, it might make it so uncomfortable. Like for example, if you're a woke activist. Some companies, if you come in with the purple hair, they love you. No, no, no. It depends. The, what I, the what argument I'm about to make, like if if the hiring person just knows, like, man, this is a fucking activist person. The minute they got a BLM <laughs> fucking thing going on, they're gonna run out, say they're a white ally, yeah. jump to the front of the line. They're gonna call in sick. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna uh, they're gonna probably end up suing me, a coworker, or the company over some bullshit. You become a liability. It's like go woke, go broke. And they, to me, they don't seem like the most higher worthy people. You're absolutely right. I totally agree with you. I thought you were going to go the other direction. Like no, this I was going to say. I was going to say, if you a little Marxist, yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I agree with you. There, you got to think there are probably a couple of companies that welcome that. I mean, big tech loves it. They do love Spotify it. Spotify loves it. Do they though? Because Spotify, I mean, they've been having these issues with these people since Rogan came on the platform. So I wonder how much, how much, uh, you know, tension it's caused within the Spotify corporation. I'm willing to bet that, I mean, pick a company: Google, Apple, any of these Silicon Valley, big tech, Twitter. The they hire these kids who've already been indoctrinated. They fresh out of um, college or whatever. They're woke. They love AOC. You know what I'm saying? They govern me harder, daddy. They triple mask. You know, they mask the dog. They mask in everything. I believe that those values align with those corporations. And it's like the more the fucking merrier. Yeah. That's why you have all these people like, we're going to freaking strike at Spotify if they don't remove Joe Rogan's episodes. Like, whatever happened to First Amendment, bro? Like, uh, AOC is crying talking about tucker oh you i was gonna bring that up yeah tucker carlson is hate speech violent speech uh he's defaming me it's slanderous it's libel he's making fun of me he's encouraging people to be mean to me it's like stop trying to regulate everybody's speech all the damn time well i wanted to bring up a part of the so that uh, the hill rising they did a whole a thing on it right a whole video a whole segment on it and with this, with the new host, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which I try to go to from time to time, but they're just not the same. That's why I listen to Breaking Points. But even Breaking Points is almost like it's almost like uh, it pains me to listen sometimes because Crystal Ball is so left, and and uh, Sager just lets her just run over a lot of its points and whatever. But on the Hill Rising segment, it was like fifteen minute segment. I'm trying to find the the middle part of it where the main thing wasn't even you know the beef between uh, AOC and Tucker on Twitter because she she 
talk about like slandering him like she called him like a an abusive you know boss and that he probably hits on his uh co-workers she was reaching reaching hardcore but what they started breaking down after they talked about it was in aoc's comment you know in her in the thread of that uh, twitter post were all the people that were saying we need to make opinions illegal we need to amend the 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 fucking yeah, uh, first free amendment. speech, the First Amendment. You know, it should, and that was the crazier part about all this because it goes back to almost like the the uh, whatever it was harmful the, the term I mentioned earlier, where people are just yeah. they're stuck in this like cycle of like that's not better. This is we need to stay where it's like govern me harder kind of thing, and that should be illegal. And it's like they save us big tech and big government. They are the authoritarians. Yeah, it's, it's their way or the highway. Like. They're ready to drag the Constitution. They want to amend. They want to rewrite. They want to make exceptions. Well, the founding fathers weren't around when we had Twitter and and Tucker Carlson is is this, that, and the third. And it's like... Learned helplessness, sorry. Go ahead. Learned helplessness. Yeah. Um, Yeah, AOC and all her, like all the bots that follow her and like the woke, brainwashed college girls that are like, oh my God, she used to be a bartender. So what do you like about her? She used to be a bartender. What's so good about her? She's, you know, for the people. How? Because she used to be a bartender. Well, how? She's from the Bronx, okay? How? She used to make videos. She's from the Bronx. She's uh, she's a bartender. Here, I'm going to try to... This is like the part. Therefore, free speech bad. Free speech bad. Imagine that. Numerous people were calling for opinions to be censored or even made illegal. Here's one Lorraine Keeley responded, make telling the truth and nothing but the truth by journalists the law. And when they knowingly lie, they are prosecuted. Freedom of speech does not cover leading others to acts of violence. So now she isn't wrong on the acts of violence issue. If you literally are telling people to commit a violent crime, you can be charged with a crime yourself. But making it illegal to give an opinion if you're a journalist, to require people to not be allowed to say anything unless it's the definitive truth or else, (laughs) sounds like what happens under authoritarian dictatorships, not free democracies. In response to AOC's tweet about why Tucker is allowed to speak, this person responded, because it's classified as opinion, this needs to change. And this guy, Bill Slusser, thinks the First Amendment needs to be amended. He tweeted, Fox News doesn't need to allow him to have that platform. Therein lies the problem that the Fourth Estate has abandoned any decency. While it isn't possible, it makes me think maybe the First Amendment needs to be looked at for today's world. Goofy. Now, comments like these go on and on. Yeah. Fucking bots. Uh, Mind you, we're watching this on, on YouTube where the dislike button has been disabled until 2024. That's what that's what we're doing. We watching right now we're watching YouTube, which is owned by Google, which very carefully curates what answers you get. And Majid Nawaz did a great point, a great excellent job of articulating the point that is like some 1984 shit, where like he who controls what truth is can fucking control all narratives and has all the power. Where it's like, ah, there's no dislike button, uh, if you Google some shit, it depends on what we want to, what ha- what we want to have you see. See, you know everything from Wikipedia. That shit's all editable and it shapes the public discourse. It shapes the narrative. And now you got these little pendejo, puto neck, culero neck, baboso faces on here talking about maybe the First Amendment needs to be negotiated. Kanye West even mentioned that on one of his many Instagram posts, which he deletes. 
Um, Which, by the way, guys, I think we talked about it on Chingo Chats. If you haven't seen the first part to the Kanye, uh, was it Genius? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something That's like how that. I would say it, but it's, <laughs> I think it's Genius. Okay, well, either way, you have to go watch it. Even if you're not necessarily a Kanye like music fan, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Con- oh, my God. I was already a mega fan of Kanye, bro. Same. And you know what's crazy is, like I said, he asked me for a photo in Puerto Rico at Mix Show Power Summit, and I wish I had proof. Man, I know. I, dude, I even DM'd him. Let me, let me just check. Kanye? Yes. My wife was like, do it. <laughs> do and it. so she put the battery in my back. Um, let me see if he replied <laughs> so I could, like, spaz out on air. Um, yeah, he hasn't yet. Maybe he hasn't had a chance. Mm, yeah, he's probably, yeah, a little busy right now. Um, Speaking of, I am on Cameo. Make sure y'all go get your video requests right now on Cameo. But yeah, of, well, uh-huh. speaking of the censorship, this is actually another good time to like maybe talk to just our our the audience that listens to Wednesday's episodes. We always talk up the Discord. We always talk up the Patreon. Correct. And it's because it is pretty fire. And there's a couple hundred people in there, and we obviously want that to grow. But on Wednesdays, you know, we have there's tens of thousands of people that listen to the show. So we would hope everybody like right now just paused or simultaneously went and signed up. But if you don't, we understand, you know, paying for content is a new uh, idea for a lot of people. It's just mm-hmm. like it's, it's beyond their realm of like, are we doing this again? Like, are we paying? Is everything not supposed to be free online? Like, no. And this is a prime example because we had Friday's video taken down on YouTube. That was actually a Patreon episode that we posted for everybody because it was so it was good she's a candidate local candidate she's running for texas senate the, the whole conversation was great um uh, some some might even say better than all the other ones they said it was great like our, our interview with her and now our patrons can't even watch it if they wanted to because it's off of youtube you know and she can't even share it right like she she texts me she's like yo what happened to the th-? i was like man YouTube sent an email talking about misinformation, which is a very blanket word yeah. that you can use like ketchup yeah. and you could splatter it on anything you don't like. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, we haven't even talked about your Facebook page on the podcast, but like the way you had to start another YouTube channel, you're starting another, another uh, Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah. Not, that we're, not, the, not that the other one has been removed yet, but the way you phrased it, it's borderline, yeah. like could be wiped. And we're talking about, you know, two, almost two decades worth of, of you know. Work. Well, I haven't been on Facebook for two decades, but... Well, close enough. I mean, it started in 04, 05, I think. Facebook? Yeah. My fan page? I don't know about your fan page, okay, but I'm okay, saying okay, Facebook. Okay, well, okay, let's, okay. you know, let's talk it up. All right, close to 15. We'll go with 15 years instead of 20 years. Whatever. But It's over a million people. Yeah, and uh, it's just one of those things where, like, if you don't have other contingency plans, you're fucked. Yeah, so it's almost like we got to go underground and basically patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales. Um, I can't wait for that tipping point where the average Mexican-American, like how bad does stuff have to get? How in your grill does stuff have to get? How, how big of a change? How high does the gas price? How much war needs to be in your grill for you to be like, all right, you know what? Let me go see what the fuck Chingo talking about. By then, it might be too late. By then, I'm going to have a whole new Facebook page, a whole new YouTube page. I might be on my third strike or something by then. You might have gone viral on truth by that point. I'm, I mean, I might be a guest on Steve Bannon's War Room Pandemic by then. I might be a guest on Rogan by then. But the average Mexican-American who's not really paying attention, I think part of the problem is it's one of these. Ready? Where do you go to get trustworthy Boom. information? Boom, I was just going to ask. When you say... How do you get your sources? How much has to be in front of your face? The question really is, where is the news that is in front of their face coming from anyway? 
How are they spinning the gas, the war, the food prices, wherever they're watching their news? Yeah, inflation is good. Yeah, exactly. So It's you, transitory. And that's actually a good question I, I pose to you now when you say, like, well, how bad does it have to get? Because if they're only watching uh, Jorge if, Ramos... If, yeah, they only follow Eva Longoria, George yeah. Lopez, John Leguizamo. It's almost like, what do you... Like, there's no answer to that. It's basically, no human is illegal. This is stolen land. We're victims. Uh, systemic oppression. You're never going to make it. Or conversely, you have people like uh, Bianca who went boots on the ground and were able to be a part of what turned the RGV red, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, so she, yeah, she's been pretty involved. And um, since we're on the subject of the missing episode with Bianca Gracia, <laughs> yeah. I think we should find... Uh, this is what we should do. Go listen to it, though. It's on Spotify and on iTunes still. Go listen to it on, on Apple Podcasts and things like that. But perhaps the video version we'll put on Rumble and then we'll link it in the Discord. And sure. bas- yeah. basically, go to patreon.com forward slash redpiltamales. Before we even get kicked off there, and we got to find a, a different avenue. But I want to say this about the Bianca episode, um, and I said it on the show, which is like we're very careful about endorsements, endorsing people, getting behind certain candidates because you know you got to know what they're about. Yeah, you don't want them to go in and oh, it turns out they're sellouts or oh, they're you know they're they're all about masking and mandating and this and that and. And here we are, we promoted them, right? So I, I make sure we never have our pom-poms out for people. And, you know, but we still wanted to give Bianca a platform. And, um, you know, come to find out, she's running up against nothing but Republicans. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even have to be partisan. And she, I, I really appreciate her grassroots approach where she basically goes into the nail salons. She pulls up her RV. She goes to the barbershop. She's in Pasadena. She's in Deer Park. My sister met her off of Scarsdale. Oh, they're like South South Belt Loop. Uh, she represents Galveston. Like that's the District 11 she's running for. She's up against none but other Republicans. And her thing is like when she goes to the Little League games and when she pulls up in the RV, when she's at the barbershop, she reminds people, I'm here to represent for y'all. I'm here to speak for y'all. Ain't none of these other candidates, boots on the ground, coming up in here talking to the to the beauty salon people. And putting a sticker on the booth of the lady, the hairstylist and like get the discourse going, because speaking of barbershops, I mean, I think the Biden administration or the CDC or one of these people, they're trying to have this uh, program where black barbers could talk about health. Oh, dude. Health things with their clients. So they could be like, yeah. Zzz, you so know, you heard that. Rogan giving episode? somebody a little fade. Yeah. Giving somebody a little fade. Be like, yeah, man, you jab my brother. Oh, man, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of hesitant. Oh, man. Well, you know, the CDC zzz, as they're doing your lineup. So do you remember who that was? It was a couple episodes back on Rogan, but he was one of these experts. It was uh, Osterham, Oster, um, Michael. Uh, I have his damn epidemiology book. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What did you it's think? Of, there. What did you think of the episode? I didn't listen to the whole episode. Okay. I, I muscled through it, and it was weird because this rarely happens, but I was going in and out, because I can usually multitask and listen to a good Rogan episode because, you know, the guests are usually very, they're experts. But about a quarter of the way through, he just sounded like such a talking Mouth mouthpiece of the uh, establishment, yes. man. And I was just like, this isn't, you know, if you didn't listen to him originally, he was the guy initially when the pandemic first started that put a lot of these things into perspective and scared a shit ton of people for sure. But also we're, we're telling us things that were new that we didn't know about. 
you're shining light on things that you weren't hearing on TV. So then, you know, take that with a grain of salt, but then things start unfolding in real life and we're like, oh shit, a lot of stuff, he was right. But now two years later, he sounds like that same mouthpiece from two years ago. Yeah, he's not, he's not that guy. No. He's not the guy that's going to be like, no. that's going to be like, yeah, Fauci full of shit. You know, no, he, no, no. He is absolutely not going to be the guy that's like, Fauci's full of shit. They're dropping the ball on these things. Um, yeah, I was wondering if I was the only one who thought that. No, he's, he works. I mean, he's part of the uh, Biden cabinet. Mm -hmm. And um, I will give him credit on his book. Uh, I think it's called like The Biggest Enemy or The Hidden Enemy or something like that. And it's all about viruses. And it's, it's, it's eye-opening when it comes to the... Um, what's the fucking word I'm looking for, man? Um, the vernacular, the... Uh, it's okay. Damn, damn it's, on the, it's <laughs> on the tip of my tongue. Hey, you know what? It's okay. Better hey, man. Okay. If you have a nootropic, nootropic uh, <laughs> supplement company and you want to sponsor the show, hit us up, redpiltamales at gmail.com. Before the podcast nootropic. started, Chingo was trying to tell me about something, and he's like, he had a total Brandon moment, and he even got I'm, mad I'm, at himself. I'm juggling. I'm juggling. I can't remember. So, I know I had my coffee. So there's a word, man. It's not vernacular. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Zeitgeist? No, 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 no. Uh, basically... He does a good job of laying out all the vocabulary. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know somebody in the Discord. I know knows. I can see you getting progressively yeah. angrier. So it's it's basically, he does a good job of laying out the terms and the terminology, right? Mm -hmm. Before you can, before you could call Fauci a sellout mm -hmm. and before you can accuse the CDC and the, and the WHO of, you know, all this, um, you know, why did they go against the Great Barrington de the de declaration. Yeah, declaration? When you understand epidemiology at its basic terms um the lexicon uh lexicon is another way um it's on the tip of my tongue okay <laughs> you'll remember it when we hit stop somebody pull up the thesaurus <laughs> it's not vernacular um lexicon no not lexicon just you just said lexicon no it's not lexicon i, I i'm I'm a, I'm a thesaurus it right now okay all right fuck and it. then let's hit somebody's um, okay yeah i'm a canadian uh, china 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 canada have turned on their people if you guys haven't seen, I'm sure you have seen the videos of, I mean, the, 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 the cops or whoever these people are. Some of these people don't have names and badge numbers, and we can get into whatever the tinfoil hat people have said about that in a second when uh, the, Mr. The Source over here pulls mm -hmm. up the word. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing people or these cops, authorities, knock phones out of people's hands saying you're in a red zone, you can't be here, where's your ID, where are you from, do you live in the area? No, you can't go get coffee over there. No, you can't mm -hmm. go to that restaurant. What are you doing down here? Yeah, I mean... This is it, it touches the United States. This is very close. It went from Australia to here, and then now it's like, what's next? Well, you can take a guess. Did you find it? Well, uh, go ahead. Don't uh, leave us hanging right there. No. Well, the, and then the last one, I, the last video, last clip I saw was they were at the door of this coffee shop. They were telling this this business owner that they had to shut down because they had mm -hmm. served the truckers. Mm -hmm. This is all this harassing businesses who straight serve up. the truckers. So this is all the authoritarianism that we've been talking about that could potentially happen here. And uh, actually at the same time today, I think, or yesterday, the uh, the trucker convoy is like kicking off here in the States, going from California, I think Barstow to D.C. Oh, yeah. When, when does it kick <clears> off? I believe it's today. It's going to be full of feds, by the way. So y'all be careful out there. Yeah, man, it's a scary thought because any any little in to like cause chaos and a, a psyop and a, some kind of false flag, they will take it. You know, no, uh, what is it? What's what is it? No um, emergency goes on wasted or something like that. Or no, yeah, mm -hmm. go. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Don't let a crisis go to waste. Uh, and then you got Trudeau on on TV. You know, talking about 
anybody that doesn't like anybody that any official doesn't side with me on this is is saying that they're siding with you know uh white supremacy yeah yeah. these are racist it's a super the truckers bro they're so diverse yeah it's pretty bizarre but um I, what more can you say about Canada, right? Like we're seeing these people, and funny enough, I was following the uh, the big guy, the the Viking guy, the ten percent for the big guy, ten percent for the big guy, the guy that has the uh, the beard, Zimmer, Zimmer something. He's mm. uh, he's one of the main guys that you see that he was holding like workouts in his backyard when everything was locked down in Canada. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm, a Canadian workout guy. Yeah, he's super jacked. He's got a huge beard. He's, he's uh-uh. no, I'll uh-uh. pull him up. Well, he's also been down there, and you know. They were actually lunging at him, trying to like, like take him down and like capture him, I guess, or or arrest him or something, because he's one of the big voices and influencers and leaders that are are down there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's bizarre, dude. We're seeing this on our phones, and all we can do is just say like, man, I hope the people there like stand their ground and hold the line, and <sighs> hoping it doesn't come here. I mean, it's a goddamn shame. Well, uh, fucking Duck Duck Go and Google. I'm over here looking up. I'm over here trying to find the synonym. <laughs> for what? Lexicon? For like, yeah, lexicon, uh, all those other words. And it's just impossible. All I get is advertisements, uh, fucking Amazon trying to sell me dictionaries. Um, it, it'll come to me. All right. It'll come to me. It won't. It's going to come to me. It's not. Don't come. So, so Don't uh, come. Do not come. Hey, way to send her to Europe, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure fucking Putin is scared of shit now. So, yeah, man, China to... And the boy Trudeau, a.k.a. Fidel Castro Jr. Castro kid. Has literally turned on their people. They're, they're, they're pulling a um, straight out of the American playbook where you, you plant a fucking Confederate flag in the middle of a peaceful protest. Um, you slander these people. You make them look like crazies. And all they're trying to do is get you to end the mandates. And Trudeau won't even meet with these people. Uh, if you're not following like Jordan Peterson and other Canadian voices, I'd advise you do. I'd be who it would behoove you. You know, uh, you were mentioning to me also that the organizer of the convoy was arrested, right? Do you remember her name? Uh, Tara. Do you know what they're threatening her with right now? Is it mischief or, oh, oh, I don't know, organizing a terrorist group or something like that? And you know what, what comes with that threat? Am I guessing all this shit correct? Yeah. Uh, with no bond, no bail. 10 years in prison. 10 years in prison. No Bono Bell. Say her name again. It's not in the post. Jack posted it. Oh, Jack Posobiec did not post. Oh, Tamara. Okay. Yeah. Tamara. Tamara. Tamara Lich. Leach. L-I-C-H. What a damn shame, y'all. Let let me, let me get on Getter real quick where I can probably get some better info. Uh, Shout out to Truth Social. I am not joining yet because uh, I know the feds on there. I'm pretty sure they got a list of all Trump supporters. I'm pretty sure there's a list. Well, yeah, you're a registered voter and uh, you voted uh, red. So who else are you going to vote for? So they know how I voted? <laughs> I'm just guessing. I mean, I, just, I tell everybody every, <laughs> every week. Um, I'm just assuming. Yeah, man. It, it, you know, God bless the truckers. Um, I have so much respect for that Canadian flag and just just like... I want to wave the motherfucker around, bro. Like, just, I am so proud of these Canadian truckers. And I've also heard that to any American trucker who wants to, let's say, emulate or participate, they said, stay one step ahead. Just park your truck. I don't know where I saw this, right? They're like, don't go, you know, trying to shut down highways and stuff because they're going to, like, dox you, uh, fine you, 
take away your license. They're going to do all that same type of stuff. Instead, they're saying, just park it. Don't go to work. Don't deliver shit. Oh, yeah. And, strike. Yeah. And this gentleman also mentioned, I don't know how true this is. He said, New York City only has a three-day supply of, I guess, groceries at any given time mm-hmm. because they're counting on trucks coming and going. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but three days worth? He Give says, it three weeks. I mean, it's been three weeks now that they've been parked up there in Canada. Like, three weeks later, if you were out of food still, like, you're fucked. Yeah, I, don't, I, I haven't heard reports of, like, how it's affecting grocery shows and just the people. But the, the video I saw, he was advising. He was like, man, if you just park the truck, you ain't got to put yourself at risk and be, you know, have your kids with you and your pets. Like, they were taking away the pets, euthanizing the pets, threatening to take the kids away. He says, instead, just park it, don't deliver, and people are going to be calling their representative, blowing them up, saying, hey, man, end the fucking mandates. Yeah. Read this meme. Uh, Can you scroll so I can see the top of it, the headline? Eight million Americans slipped into poverty amid coronavirus pandemic, new study says. And then the meme is slipped in quotes, and it's the U.S. government pushing U.S. citizens over a cliff. (laughs) Slipped. It was all by design. It was the great reset. It's you will own nothing. You will be happy. You will have no privacy. You will rent everything. Eat your cricket pace. Build back better. Build back better. Can you believe this is what it's come to? This is fucking build back better, bro. This is 10% for the big guy. Corn Pop was a bad dude. (laughs) Build back better. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. The hair on my legs. You've seen the newest uh, Kyle Dunnigan video, right? Well, he says, uh, Jarack Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, President Jarack Obama. He's a bad dude. He's really good at that. He's very good at it, especially with the little deep fake filter. So Quebec started dropping mandates. So I guess that's one of the, what do you call it, a province? Yeah. And and other surrounding areas, if I'm not mistaken, too. I don't remember the, I don't know the most updated one. That, That was from Friday. Huh. The average Mexican-American ain't even paying attention to this shit. This is so frustrating. I think I need to expand my fan base outside of Mexican-Americans. That's one good thing about being so vocal about politics. About that, that, I was going to say being pro-America. <laughs> that too. Being pro-America. I think the audience is doing it for you too, which is great. Like They're helping what? spread the show. I hope it, so. You know, all, the, all of the fans obviously have diverse you know, family and friends and whatever, and uh, hopefully that's how it's seeping through the cracks. Because for years, I, have, I was pigeonholed as you know mexican rapper mexican comedian stuff like that i was pigeonholed and limited by this you know by just one type of fan base for i mean i had some fans that weren't mexican-american but i think being so vocal about american politics and freedom and things like that probably might do the trick yeah well i'm not gonna be pigeonholed as much i wonder what audiences for people like uh, russell brand looks like these days too I mean, I watch Russell Brand on YouTube. Yeah. Love have, you, have you seen Love? Oh, yeah, dude. Who would have thought that this... Dude, you probably don't remember. He used to be on MTV. I don't remember the MTV stuff. He used to be like a little like... Uh, his shtick was kind of like this... Um, like druggy, Like young druggy, And he well, used to be on... A young he used to be on drugs bad. But like he was this funny, wild dude on MTV. And who would have thought we'd be going to him to hear a different perspective on propaganda yeah and he comes with the facts you know he comes with it in I, I like the fact that we're able to like he he i don't know if he's touring i don't know if he's a touring comedian yeah anymore. yeah he is tours, he yeah, he oh, okay um 
you know, he keeps it, you know, lively like the video he did about a week or two ago of uh, his Brian Stelter impersonation, you know. He keeps it light. He keeps it jovial as well and talks mm. shit. But he comes with the facts. And we're, become, we're, we're starting to learn that the independent journalists, the independent people, don't, you don't have to be a journalist to be able to talk about the shit. Like everybody, we could go, go find this information, but not everybody's going to go do it. So you have to have somebody who's willing to parse out all the noise and find what the real lead that was buried in. Like people will tell you, if you go to a New York Times article or LA Times or whatever, Washington Post, most of the time, they're not blatantly leaving it out, but they're just burying it in the article somewhere. So the lead could be whatever the, the, the bird clickbaity, lead. yeah, shit that you know they want you to click on. And then people usually stop about a paragraph in, think they they know they understand it all and they don't read all of it. Meanwhile at the bottom, like you could find a lot you, of it. You're asking Mexican Americans to read? <laughs> Hey, what are you trying to say about it? I'm trying to say a lot of us went to public school. A lot of us got indoctrinated. A lot of us have immigrant parents who are too busy working. A lot of us grew up in these inner cities like L.A., for example, Houston, with uh, not the best school districts, not the best funding for the schools. So I'm literally telling y'all that uh, some of us are more worried about the height of the socks and the pronouns Uh, of the fool. So, hey, prove me wrong. Meanwhile, prove those, me wrong. Those that are supposed to be super educated, right? Going to Ivy League schools. The just, woke the woke Latinos? Well, the woke people in general, but definitely these are the people that are that are making the woke Latinos. They're creating them. They're outside with masks. These are the same people that were with BLM outside with no masks. Yes. So this is the uh, University of Nevada, Reno. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're literally in Reno right now on campus wanting to bring back masks. Make sense of this for me. As somebody that went to a, an actual, you know, has a proper education. Yeah, I mean, this type of debate was not happening when I was in school. Um, and back then I was the average Mexican-American who thought Jorge <laughs> Ramos was legit. Um. But yeah, man, I, I don't have a whole lot of hope for Mexican Americans. I think <laughs> I think we're gonna be the last ones. Hot take. We're gonna hey, Tim Dillon, eat your heart out. Hot take. I think we're gonna be the very last ones. Like you're gonna have everybody else, like Samoans. Everybody else is gonna like wake up. Everybody, the black community's waking up. You know, they got Candace Owens, they got Bryson Gray. You know what I'm saying? We got Chingo Pling. That's about it. <laughs> Who else? That's a good question. I mean, we got like some voices out there. I mean, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pull nobody out the conservative closet. No, no, I'm not trying to expose nobody via their Twitter accounts. But let's just say people that are being very vocal about it. Um, Eva Lingard, no, no, she's for the establishment, the status quo. Jo- no. George Lop- no, no, John Lopez, no, no, no. He's wow. all about critical mm, race theory and teaching that uh, minorities will never make it because they don't have white privilege. I hate that my kids love Encanto right now. Yeah, so does my daughter. Damn. The music is really good. It is, it is. I enjoy the movie myself. <laughs> um, my three-year-old, who has a YouTube channel now. A YouTube channel? YouTube. Papi, papi, look, look. Um, she wants us to recreate the We Don't Talk About Bruno. Dude, Weston loves that song. Yeah, she wants me to do the rap part or something. Apparently, there's a rap portion. Oh. Yeah, so she wants to re- recreate it. And uh, allegedly, I will be participating in said production. Uh, well, there's no alleged about it. You're doing it. Yes, allegedly nothing. But yeah, man, back to Mexican-Americans. Mexican-Americans have been brainwashed and to believe that like, like, okay, okay, raza, you need to be ultra-sensitive and paranoid of racism. 
racism is alive and well. You got it, fools? Yeah, fool. And then anytime you go snooping around hearing opinions from people like the Joe Rogans of the world or anybody that might say masks maybe don't work or the government's response to the, the pandemic. I ain't throw no L in there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I ain't throw no L in whoa, there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The government's response to the pandemic, uh, you know, locking down everybody was by design and it really fucked up the economy. The beautiful, perfect economy that Trump delivered to the Biden administration. Um, they're going to hypnotize you, get you so triggered by race, 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 white fragility, uh, intersectionality, um, moral high ground, all this neo-Marxist, cultural Marxism bullshit so that you could be manipulated like a puppet with strings. They're just going to be like, the minute you try to pay attention to the trucker convoys or something, it'd be like, you fucking sell out. You're going to get whipped back into shape and you will forever vote Democrat. No matter what, you will always vote Democrat. You will never consider the other party or any other parties or any other candidates. You will always listen to MSNBC, Joy Reid. These are your betters. You will look up to Don Lemon. So speaking of Joy Reid, uh, I want to play this clip. I don't know if you saw it or not of uh, of the guy that you know shot the yeah Quintez. Yes, or Quintez, and then uh, and then we'll play the Michelle Tafoya thing because it also revolves around this this racial uh, conversation. So this is him on Joy Reid's show back in I believe 2018. Of the Senate Majority Leader, what do you want? To, what do you want him to know? Well, I want you to know that you know. We are here and we want, we want common sense gun reform. And if you're not going to give us that, then we're going to get everyone out here to vote and we're going to vote you out of office. So if you want to keep your job, yeah. then, you know, give us what we not what we want, but what we need, what humans need. We need yeah. common sense gun reform. Get rid of assault rifles. Come on. Like, yeah. When are you guys going to turn 18? I turn 18 September 25th. Oh, I'm you're already in time to, and already registered. Right. What about 29, you? So we're registered. And <laughs> you guys are making the connection. That you believe that this is about being in the voting booth. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Emma Gonzalez, she already put an emphasis on it, like, because we do have some very inflexible congressmen, so maybe we won't get gun reform, like, the next day. Gun but reform. But direct action takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Didn't so you go what, shoot somebody? What we can do is get people out here voting, because even if we don't get gun reform, we're going to vote the people in office out, and yeah. we're going to vote people who want gun reform, who care about us. We're yeah. going to put them in office. Absolutely, and I mean, what happened? I mean, he comes across very bright. And for somebody that was so young, I can see why people wanted to champion him. Like, wow, this kid's articulate. Mm -hmm. He seems very passionate. You know, and when you're young, sometimes you might, you know, you might have a certain opinion that may, that may evolve when you're presented with different information. Unfortunately, you know, this bright person went down the wrong path and got weaponized as this little uh, BLM activist type of person who, so he was running against, like, what was he running for? He was running for, like, Metro Council or something, something council. And then he went and shot at the mayoral candidate, like, yeah. attempted murder. Uh, he's out right now yeah. on bond. Well, you know what's also going around as far as, as him in this whole situation is mental health. Oh, so basically they're trying to say... Um, that it was a mental health thing. Yeah, the whole thing now is spun into that he need he he needed and needs uh, mental health. Uh, so I guess that's going to be his defense. But either way, they crowdfunded his uh, bail money. Yeah, and he's out, even though he attempted to kill somebody. Uh, me, meanwhile, Kyle Rittenhouse had all his donors doxxed. Mm -hmm. uh, account. Then some of that money was frozen. Uh, the media slandered him. Just real quick on him, he's back. He's back in the news. He's uh, he started an organization. 
that's going to uh, help raise funds and support those that have been slandered by the media and public figures. Kyle? Yeah. Um, it's, I, I forgot the acronym, but he was, he debuted it or he announced it, I believe last night or yesterday on, um, so Drew Hernandez, he has uh-huh. a new show with Turning Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called Front Lines. And then, um, and then Kyle was on Tucker, I believe also yesterday, the day before and talking about it. And, you know, it's not a great interview. He's still very like nervous in front of cameras and stuff. You could tell, but who is Kyle? Yeah. Okay. But the point is like, that's, that's his mission. And he's also said vocally that he's coming after, and he named like Whoopi as one of the people. And then a bunch of she other people called him a murderer after he was already after. acquitted. Yeah, by a jury of his peers. It's very irresponsible. I mean, she didn't apologize. It might no. have been a slip. Yeah. Um, Maybe she was misinformed, even though, you know, it's okay for her as a comedian to talk. But Joe Rogan is not allowed to have a Best fucking, not. Yeah, best, best not. not. So this is the Michelle Tafoya uh, interview with Tucker. Do you want to talk about anything else before we get to this one? No. Okay, cool. So just to cue it up, she's, uh, she left NBC Sports, and that's all that the title gives you, but here it is. So for a decade, Michelle Tafoya was a highly recognizable reporter for NBC Sports. She covered hundreds of NFL games as a sideline reporter, including five Super Bowls. She worked at multiple Olympics. Doubtless you've seen some of her interviews over the years. Here's a sampler, including her coverage of the Super Bowl this past Sunday. Aaron, <laughs> obviously emotional. Openly. Well, we'll have, we're in favor of that was just an interview we're of honored to have Michelle Tafoya join us skipping it. tonight to explain. Michelle, first of all, congratulations on this new chapter. What an interesting decision that you made. Why did you make it? Uh, it's been on my mind for quite a while, Tucker. Thank you for having me. And no, NBC did not encourage this. They did not force this. This has been on my mind. I've been waking up every day with a palpable pull at my gut that my side, my view, my, my middle ground kind of moderate viewpoint is not being represented yeah. to the rest of the world, I didn't feel. And, um, and so rather than, you know, just banging it out on Twitter or Instagram every day, I thought, I've got to do something. I have benefited greatly from the American dream, and I feel like for the sake of my kids, and because I so love this country, I've got to start giving back. Boy, that is the best possible reason. So people who watch sports, of course, know you and have for many years. You went on The View recently, which is a slightly different venue for you. We have just a short clip, and I want to ask if this had some role in your decision. Here it is. My kids in school, there is a big, big focus on the color of your skin. How my children? children? My children are now uh, 16 and 13. In what way? It's been going on since they were in lower school, Mm -hmm. all right? And it is that there are affinity groups on campus for... Mm -hmm. My my son's first best friend was a little African-American boy. They were in... Separable. Mm-hmm. Get to a certain age, they start having what's called an affinity group, which means you go for lunch and pizza with people who look like you. Suddenly, my son wasn't hanging out with him anymore. Why are we even teaching that the color of the skin matters? Because to me, what matters is your character and your values. Yes, but you know, oh. you live in the United States. You know that color of skin has been mattering to people. <sighs> Can't for, we for change years. it that it well, doesn't? We, we mm. need white people to step up and do that. But I think that we, they've been doing that since the Civil War. And no, I'm not saying no, it's perfect. No, 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 they, they haven't. Their- wow, that was such a no, such no, a no, no, thing to say. No. Such a race, sensible race, thing to race. say. Um, and yet it seemed like such a controversial thing. I thought that was really brave that you said that. What did you think of the reaction? 
I'm just astonished that we're, we're so looking in the rearview mirror and not absorbing the progress yes. that we've made in this country and building on it and recognizing it. Um, I, you know, uh, I don't think a person like Whoopi Goldberg would have had that role 50 years ago. She right. has that now. I mean, that, I, 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 we, you and I know, Tucker, we could come up with a million examples. Jabba. And it breaks my heart that my kids are being taught that skin color matters. Mm. And to me, if you want white people to step up, I was stepping up when I addressed the school and said, why are we having these picnics for families of color? Why are we separating our kids? Goofy. Yeah. so Because the segregationists are back in charge. That's what the fuck it is. Yeah. So I really wanted to play that to get your your view of your your girl. So American Marxism. Alive and well. The aim, the aim of American Marxism is to create a legion of anti-American revolutionaries. They're brainwashing these kids. They just keep telling them, you're a victim, you're a victim. Race, 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 race. And, uh, you know, props to uh, Tafoya. Mm-hmm. What's her name? What's her Michelle. Her? Michelle Tafoya. Uh, where, where, where is she from? What's that last name? I don't know. Because she said, I benefited from the American dream. Right. Um, and then she's expressing what she viewed her personal anecdote of, of seeing her kids and how they're interacting with their friends. And Whoopi, uh, we, we need white people to step up. Golly, woman. Mm. Damn, you sound closed-minded and racist. Like, Mexican-Americans, they probably rooting for Whoopi. I know a lot of y'all are. Yeah. They're probably like, hey, fool, you never been discriminated? That's because you're white. Dino, homie, you're light-skinned, fool. You have privilege. What I Somebody in the Discord, um, sorry, I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what post they were talking about either, but they were saying that, I don't know if it was you on something or whoever it was, a lot of the comments was like, you could see a lot of the Mexicans and they were like, look, they're with the whites, you know? It was some brown person talking about something and they're like, look, just I, whatever the talking point is, if you disagree with the left, it's like you're with the whites. So so someone in the Discord mentioned that they received that comment? No, that they, they were they were watching a video and they could see all the comments, uh, you know, were just about like, look at this brown person talking, talking about, about us. I don't know if it was uh, us, okay. but whoever it was, it was like just the whole idea was the comment. Yeah, it's because by them drilling them so much about racism, race, 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 racism, they've made them racist. Yeah. They view everything through the scope and the lens and the filter of race. That is why you have these neo-Marxists looking at the science departments, and because they use this filter, they're like, huh, I see a lot of straight white males doing science. Shut down STEM, science is racist. Two plus two equals five. (laughs) So hey, if y'all want to be led off a cliff on that goofy shit, then continue to consume this, this BS. And I used to watch The View, uh, I probably would not have gone along with with that particular uh, interaction, even if I hadn't woken up to um, the, the war that we're in. We're literally under attack. A lot of us don't see it, you know. Uh, I was trying to look up Michelle Tafoya's background. She's from California originally. She was she went to uh, school there, and I was trying to find where her parents are from, but I can't. Tafoya. Tafoya. Orale, homie. White people need to do more, big dog. Imagine growing up. Hey, and- Whoopi's right, fool. But imagine like her, like she's been in sports 20, 30 years, probably longer, going to school there, growing up there. 
And then now in your late fifties, you're just like, all right, I've had enough. Like the indoctrination has worn off. Uh, this isn't what I believe at all. Like I'm going to leave NBC sports being one, one of, if not the most famous female in sideline sports reporting. She's probably like, I've been here long enough. What could I do next? Yeah. She's like, I got all the bags. She's probably like, what is, what is the reality? What is, what's the likelihood of me still being a sideline correspondent? Maybe I should transition. And yeah. Do, do something. What do you think she does? What do you think? What do you think her message will like? Obviously, like she's where's she gonna go? Yeah, did she quit yet? Yeah, yeah, she stepped away. Oh, okay. So now, right now, she's kind of free agent. Yeah, I don't know, but um, think she goes to the Daily Wire. <laughs> I don't know how far right she's trying to go, but um, but I mean, I think it's interesting. I, it's it's got to be a common sentiment for a mother to say, "I've been pretty moderate center for the longest. I, I you know, I'm not pro war. You know, what I'm saying I'm not over here." And and basically, I think the um, a lot of like the soccer moms, the suburban moms, especially when it comes to schooling and education and critical race theory, we, yeah. saw, we saw it in the Virginia governor race. I feel like a lot of them are feeling that these extremists on the left have become like authoritarian. You know, they're gonna bundle they're gonna bundle her up with oh she's far right racist extremist. Oh, she's one of them Trumper people. She just don't want to say it. She's probably like, no, I voted for Democrat like a motherfucker. Like, I'm just in the middle. And some of that, some of that stuff y'all talking about with all the pronouns. Like, here's what I'm going to go back to Mexican-Americans and Latinos. Do you guys understand what the left is about these days? Like, are you a gender pronoun fool? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you realize you're on the side of lockdowns? mandates they don't see it they're just like nah fool a lot of the mandates are getting lifted dog it's like the democrats did this to you they did this to you it's them just pay attention i'm sure there was a i mean we had some rhinos and some republicans who in the beginning were like well maybe we should shut down and maybe just two weeks and you know like houston was pretty fucking shut down there for a minute a lot of craft breweries bars clubs people in the service industry entertainment uh were shit out of luck um, but to the Raza, like you got to be a little bit uh, somewhat offended that that's what these politicians did. But because you listen to people like George Lopez who come to Texas, do shows in Corpus Christi and say, fuck those Trumpers, fuck Donald Trump and those fucking Trump tards. It's like, you're in Texas, my boy. <laughs> Don't California my state, my, my boy. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk about great episode, man. For sure. Red Pilt the Miles, hit up the Patreon. A lot of these videos might have to start being on Rumble. If you're not paying attention yet, hey, start fucking paying attention. Canada is right north of us. Um, you know, beware of the mainstream media. Just come to us and we'll guide you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you, there's no need for you to be like, well, I don't know what Twitter accounts to follow. I don't know what podcasts. I don't know where you get your information. Um, don't be one of those typical Mexican-Americans that keep their head in the sand and they just keep fucking voting Democrat. They keep voting for lockdowns. Keep voting for inflation. Keep voting for high crime. Fentanyl is pumping in our in our streets. The cartels are getting money over fists. They use that money and that power to further terrorize your primos and your tias in Mexico. Congratulations. You played yourself. I am Chingo Bling. This is producer Rob G. And we will holler at you later. Peace.